and gentlemen, this is Daniel Umstead, host of the RNG Radio Show. I'm really excited. One of my LinkedIn connections um, is here with me today, Venka with Striker Properties, here to talk about his real estate journey, in addition, how you can actually get partnered with them. So, Venka, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Definitely, definitely. So I want to hop right into it because a lot of people, when they hear real estate, they're hearing like, oh, I need to get a license or I need to go to YouTube University for two years or I need to spend like $5 million on some crazy course. So Venkat, let's start with uh, your journey. Let's uh, first start with Striker Properties. What is Striker Properties? So we're based in Dallas and we're essentially a real estate company. And there are a few different things that we do. We buy older apartments built in 60s, 70s, 80s. We call them BMC class, workforce housing. We buy them only when the rents are below par. And we go in there, spruce up the property inside out, increase the rents, increase the net operating income of the property. And we hold it for a few years for cash flow for our investors. And then we ultimately sell it for profit. So that's one of the things, main things that we do. And lately we have started uh, development as well. So both land development and ground up development. So land development entails where you go in, let's say buy 50, 100 acres of agriculture, agriculture zone land. And then we put a plan development, work with city, chop it up into pieces, put different zonings, residential, commercial, and we sell the land separately for profit, of course. And then finally, we do ground up development. Again, we buy zoned land or unzoned land. If we buy unzoned land, we'll zone it multifamily working with um, city. And then we do the horizontal development. I mean, that meaning um, we put uh, utilities into the ground, landscaping, grading, and so, so, so on and so forth. And then we do vertical construction where we rise the building out. And again, we lease it up and sell it for profit. So those are the three main things that we do at Striker. Wow, that, that's awesome. And then uh, where can actually folks find more information about you? I know I had mentioned LinkedIn, uh, but where else can folks find more about you as well as Striker Properties? <clears throat> Our website is a great resource uh, to learn what we do. Uh, Striker, S-T-R-Y-K-E-R, properties.com. It would be a great resource. Okay. Great. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, let's start with um, how you got into real estate investing. Like why of all things, I mean, you and I both know why we're getting into real estate investing, but uh, for the folks that, you know, are still thinking about it, I actually had a couple of people ask me earlier, Hey Dan, how do I get into it? And I'm like, well, figure out your passion first and then come talk to me as far as what you want to step into. So why did you get into this type of real estate? Sure. So I came to U.S. I'm originally from India, born and brought up there, uh, did my bachelor's in electrical engineering over there. So I came to United States back in 2002 um, to pursue my master's in electrical engineering. And I completed that in 2004 and couldn't land a job in electrical engineering because all the uh, entry-level jobs in electrical engineering have been farmed out to Asia. So I ended up in IT. So worked in IT for 14 years. My last job was with uh, Bank of America. Uh, I gave up the job in mid July of 2018. So a little over uh, three years now. And real estate is something I started in 2007. As a single family, I was buying a single family just for some additional income. I, didn't, I never saw myself that I'll be doing real estate full time. So I have something to invest and stocks are not quite working for me. I'm not, uh, I'm not particularly good at it. So I was making a little bit money, losing some money, making money. But at the end of the year, I post, let's say, a few thousand dollars loss. And that happened in 2004, 5, 6. And I said, look, 
it's true. I'm not good at stocks. Okay, let's let's see what else. I mean, you, you do have to invest, right? So that is when I got involved in single family real estate. So I ended up buying 20 single family homes and held it for cash flow. And luckily the timing helped because I was able to buy a lot of foreclosures. So in 2008, when I was working for a Fortune 500 company here in Plano, so I went to office just like every other day at 9 a.m. in the morning. And then there was this emergency services at the property, which was like, almost never happens, right? I mean, it's like at a corporate center. And I went there and found out that they were laying off people. So these are the people who worked in that company for last 30 years or so on some outdated technology, IT again, but outdated technology. And now all their jobs were being outsourced and their job shipped to somewhere, right? So these people are crying, fainting, and it's a lot of commotion. And the reason why that is happening there is these folks are like, look, I mean, I've been working on this for 30 years. Where will, who will hire me with this skill set, with outdated technology skill set, right? That's causing all the grief for them. And it had a big impression on me. It's like, you know what? That is not going to happen to me. I'm not going to, if somebody lay me off, I say, well, thank you, right? Where's my severance? And off I go. That is the position I want to be in. And I don't want to put myself in a position where I solely depend on job. Um, and and that that is the motivator, big motivator for me because it's all graphical right in front of my eyes. And you don't see these kind of things um, quite often. And growing up in India, I didn't I didn't never heard a word layoff until I came to the United States. Nobody gets laid off there, so it, it's a totally new concept for me. And I saw it in action right in front of my eyes. It made a very big impression and a rude awakening that hey we. we we go after these jobs and we depend so much on them. It's just too much uh, risk. So that is when I got involved in single family and eventually into the commercial real estate. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I want people to take that and, you know, take that home, you know, get in a position that you're working. If you're enjoying your job, that's great. But you and I both have seen way too many crazy things with the pandemic going on, people losing jobs, jobs becoming no longer assistant. And if you don't have that backing, such as REI and real estate investing, you're going to miss out, you know. So thank you for bringing that up. And People don't realize like, oh, I'll be fine with my job. It'll last another 30, 40 years. The company might, but doesn't yeah. mean that you will. So th thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I do want to hop into a quick question here. So you talked about starting off with residential and then eventually moving into multifamily. For somebody who may be less experienced, because for those folks who at least have at least a year in, two years in at YouTube University or going through some courses should figure out as far as which pathway that they're going. But somebody who's brand new looking at this uh, radio show or even listening in, which route would you recommend them taking as far as just getting started into real estate? Absolutely. See, I'm a big believer in education, right? Uh, whether it be stocks or, or, or real estate or anything else. I mean, you definitely have to learn from somebody else. And there is a simple reason for that, right? So we can do it all ourselves, right? We can buy a small property, cut our teeth on that, make all the mistakes, correct ourselves. And a lot of people did that. All the old timers that we see right now, the people who are in their 70s and all that, that is exactly how they have done that. Because back then they didn't have any YouTube. They didn't have any gurus. If somebody took them under the wing and taught them business, they would know otherwise they don't, right? So we don't need to do that in this day and age because who have time to make all the mistakes, 
right? Let's learn from somebody who have already done the mistakes and kind of fine tune the process and let's learn from them. And you can do that in several ways, right? You can get a mentor and just pay them and they'll teach you, right? Just the initial, you know, show, show you the ropes, make all the contacts. Uh, it, especially real estate is a very relationship business, right? People like to, because if you sell a stock, right? Say if I'm wanting to sell a, a hundred Apple stock, I can sell it to you. You don't know me and I don't know you. It happens in a blink of a second transaction, right? We don't need to know each other. That, that's the way stocks work. Real estate is not like that. If I'm selling it to you, I need to know who you are. What did you do? Can you really close the transaction? Are you a man of your word or will you sue me, right? We need to know each other here, right? It's not click, click, done kind of thing, right? So people like to work with somebody who are pro proven and known quantities, people that they like working with. So education is important, but networking, the networking which comes along with this education is much more important. So for that aspect, I would highly recommend anybody to educate themselves. And I'm not saying that go pay a guru of $50,000 or 100, and there are, I mean, there are so many of them. <laughs> so not, many. Yeah, so many of them and not much results to show for it. What I think is, again, if you have time, approach somebody that you admire. So first you have to understand who, you, who are in the industry that you want to be in. And again, real estate is pretty broad, right? So you have single family, then you have commercial. Even in commercial, you have retail, multifamily, storage, industrial, so many things, right? Just find out what your passion is, what, what attracts you the most to that particular uh, segment of the real estate and then see who's who in the in your area then have a list of at least five people that you admire that you want to be them kind of thing then approach them and uh, you know build a relationship with them and offer your services for free so the what can I do to be a fly on the wall in, in a meeting that you are in where I can learn from somebody or what can I how can I be help for you so that I can tag along on a property tour that you go right um, you will not learn everything, but the, the people, right? The people that you are building relationship with, these are the people that you can definitely lean on uh, for some guidance and all that. And there are some straight up mentors. Again, if you are going to the mentor, if you're short on time, because the first way I told you, it takes a long time. Now, if you're short on time, if you want to quickly get moving, yes, mentor would be the right way, but do not write anybody any check without checking their references, right? Show me who you mentored and how that panned out for him or her. And then talk to them, wet your mentors. Because this mentorship business has becoming like a show business, right? I mean, they perfected it. It's a lean and mean sales machine, right? I mean, they, they figured everything out. So if you go with a credit card in your back to a boot camp, they'll sign you up for $50,000 before you know it. I mean, they just do it. They got the they got it down to the science. Not painting them as a bad guys or something like that, because every mentor, I'm sure, they'll have a, a few very successful ones. I mean, that is not what I'm talking about. But it's all about you understanding exactly what you're getting into. I love that. I love that. And I think people need to focus on that. You. I mean, you talked about in the beginning about building that relationship and having that connection. Real estate itself is a relationship business. So if you yourself are not a people person, or you can't even seem to get up to even talking to somebody, maybe you do need to go a different route into what you're in some type of position, maybe doing the real estate on the back end. So I think people need to focus on that. In addition, going through 
education. You know, I, I've have so many books and these books are free people. I, yeah. I hate when people say like, oh, it's like $20 on Amazon. It's free on YouTube. Oh, well, I saw this one book. It's like $15. I'll probably get it next week. It's free on YouTube. Like, it's free. And even, uh, who is it? The Grant Cardone 10X book. Now, I don't know if it's bootleg copy, what have you, but when I Googled 10X Grant Cardone book, it was in PDF format, all 260 yeah. plus pages of it. So there's really no excuse for any of us to Absolutely. say like, I don't know where to get started or I don't know how to get started when there's too many resources out here. Now with the resources, cause I wanna go back to you. Um, and we talked about this briefly. You raised $90 million and acquired real estate worth of 400 million in five years. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about the tips. We talked about the steps and things that you need to do building up uh, business relationships. What did you do to accumulate um, those acquisitions? So, Again, first one will be very hard. I started looking for my commercial property. See, all the single family homes, I bought it with my own money. I still have half of them. I'm just not in a hurry to get rid of them. And whenever the tenant moves out, I'll sell them, right? But November of 2015 is when I started looking for commercial real estate, uh, to buy commercial real estate, right? So my education, my journey started then. And I didn't have my very first deal until June of 2016. So that was agonizing eight months where I felt like the world is against me. Nobody sells me nothing, right? It was, it was, it was tough, right? I mean, I'm like, go, go, go kind of thing, right? So I couldn't land any deal. My very first deal was actually a hundred unit property um, in Norman, Oklahoma. Nobody would sell me anything in Texas. Texas was red hot market then, it still is today. Uh, so it's, it's hard to land a commercial deal here. So after six months, I said that, look, I mean, w- what are people worried about when I put an offer, let's say somebody listed a 60 unit property and I put an offer and my offer, they'll, they'll smile at me and they'll thank me for the offer. But my offer goes all the way at the bottom. Why? Because I was unproven quantity. Uh, at the time, if I remember the property is about four or $5 million worth, right? So they don't know if I'm good for it if I can show up with the cash to close on the closing day. So they don't know, and people are nice, right? They, they, they don't poke at you with all these kind of questions. I mean, you have to, it's your job to make it abundantly clear to everybody involved that I know what I'm doing. And I have done it so many times before. Well, I didn't have a resume back then. So I ended up partnering with uh, an experienced gentleman. So this gentleman has a, uh, he, he makes most of his money in, in like, six weeks when in the Texas fair. Uh, so, and the rest of the year he kicks back. So at the time of the Texas fair, he was awarded a deal and he was contemplating, should I work on this and risk my Texas fair? He, he has restaurants in Texas fair. Um, so, or do I concentrate that and just give the deal away? And when he mentioned that in one of the uh, meetings that I went to, then I said, look, I will do it. I'll do all the work. Just just give me a third, you keep the two third, I'll do all the work. He says, okay, deal. And I only used to call him for guidance, but pretty much I ran with it. So I got really, really lucky with this hundred unit. And after that, I didn't look back. I mean, now the resume started building and I have so-and-so person, I can borrow their resume and say that, look, if you give me a second deal, we both gonna do this, right? So that is how I got started and it became much more easier after that. Now coming to the equity, right? So. People like confidence. When you say something, you should 
you should have that kind of confidence when you say, when you pitch a deal to investors, right? And, and that oozes out of you if you have done the homework. But if you did not do your homework, if you don't know what you're doing, you just talk differently and people can see it. I mean, an average person is smart enough to tell who has done their homework and who didn't. And I have always done my homework, right? So I was able to, um, you know, I, I always do a webinar. I never take a dollar from anybody until they hop on my two hour webinar, hear me out, ask me any questions so that they know they're getting into this deals eyes wide open. Otherwise, I just won't even entertain them as an investor. And the investor list per se, uh, people reach out to me um, by referrals. Basically, I get a lot of referrals. I never spent a dollar on marketing, um, probably never will, um, but I did raise $90 million. And most of it, I would say two thirds of the investors I have today are through referrals. The other one third are friends and family, obviously you start with that. And then the people that you meet at real estate conferences, trade shows and things like that. Lovely, lovely. And I want people to focus on this. So throughout all that, there was two key things that stuck out to me. Partnering, finding a partner, somebody that's already been doing this uh, for, you know, some quite some time and has built up their personal resume. And then the second thing was confidence. You know, I, I see it, you know, and I've heard it uh, being in the real estate industry maybe for about a year and a half now. Uh, the realtors who just can't cut it um, as far as either talking to a potential buyer, talking to a potential seller, because their confidence is not there. So it's like exert that, show that you're willing to do the job. And if you get stuck, you either talk to the person that you've already partnered Ask for with, help. Ask yep, for help. For guidance, or you know, you reach out to somebody. I mean, like I said, between you and I, we have 40 connections, um, which half of them I know are already in the multifamily sector. Just between you and I, there's that you know, pathway that leads to it. Hey, if I come across something, I share it with you, you know, it'll be either, hey, I don't know if this is going to be a good deal, or you might want to ask Rock Leaf about this or speak to Travis Watts about this. So with that, it's like, hey, listen, there's no reason why you can't grow. We didn't mention anything about money. We didn't mm -hmm. mention anything about taking five courses um, in order to get this started. It's just a matter of partnering confidence. So thank you so, so much for that explanation. Sure. And then um, other thing, uh, before I let you go, um, if you could give a piece of advice to somebody or if there's a quote that you live by that gets you going every day, would you uh, mind sharing with everybody? The, the one I like the most <clears throat> is that your network, your network is your network, right? So without your network, without my network, I'm nothing. I'm not a superman, right? I cannot go buy properties and mostly right now I'm buying in Colorado and Arizona. I live in Dallas. What do I know about Colorado and Arizona, the contacts and nothing? I mean, I, I'm just a guy here in Dallas, right? And I build in Phoenix and Austin and Dallas, right? What do I know about construction a, a few years back, right? How am I learning all this? I'm not going to any universities, right? I'm not, I'm taking any courses, nothing, right? So it's your network. It's as simple as that. But before you approach your network, you need to have a clarity of mind, right? Exactly what is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to do? How does the success looks like? You have to visualize it, right? I need to, in year 2021, I want to build thousand units, multifamily in these markets, 
right? And I will raise X amount of money and I'll make this much return to my investors. So you need to, the more clarity you have on the how the end vision looks like, the easier for your network to help you. Because if you don't know what you're doing, if you're rambling, you, you, you say one thing today, another thing tomorrow, I mean, they can't help you. They can help you. Uh, so when I actually reach out to my network and say that, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Any help is appreciated. Any introductions is appreciated. This is what I bring to the table. They don't ask you all that thing. They're, they're not going to quiz you. So you need to put yourself in their mind and, and think what they're wondering about you. And before they ask your question, you, you tell them the answer. It's all empathy. It's all empathy, uh, putting ourselves in other people's shoes, building strong network. That's pretty much it. That is what I would say. Love it, love it. Well, thank you so much again uh, for being on the show, Vinkar. Just to confirm, the website that folks can go to, by the way, it's below in the comments too, but the website that folks can go to is uh, strikerproperties.com, correct? That is correct. Striker oh, with a Y, S-T-R-Y-K-E-R. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, looking forward to uh, partnering with you um, in the future as I'm looking for expired off-market listings on my end. But uh, definitely looking forward to uh, working with you and uh, eventually having you back on the show. All right. Thank you.